Thanks to HelloFresh.com for supporting Best Debate in the Universe. Receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code MADCAST30. That's HelloFresh.com, MADCAST30. You're listening to the MADCAST Media Network. MadCastMedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from the worst movies to blunts versus doobies. With over 2.5 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. Mikey's not in, but with me is Bimo, the audio engineer. And as always, my Maharaja of moderation, Raka Raka Ali. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. Guys, we got a great debate this week. We touched on it a little bit last week. We had just at the tail end of the last week's episode, based on a news story... Uh, a big debate about net neutrality. And that's what we're going to debate today because I feel like it's such a big topic and such a big debate, very contentious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That it was we trending are... on Twitter last week. Reddit talks about it nonstop. Where's this voice coming from? You haven't introduced the guest. <laughs> well, we will get to that, actually. Uh, good good uh, segue, Rucka. Please welcome to the show our guests this week, author James Breakwell. James, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And Kirk Wilcox. Kirk, second time on The Best Debate in the Universe. Welcome back, Kirk. Thanks for having me. The first time Kirk was on, we debated Nintendo versus Sega. Yes. And I I chose Sega. Yeah, you were, no, I was pro Sega and you were pro NES. And then you came back the next week and oh, said you right. were pro Sega. <laughs> that's that's exactly what happened. <laughs> well, whatever the case, I won. I won. Uh, anyway, James, welcome to the show. You are, this is your first book that came out. It's called Only Dead Inside, right? Only Dead on the Inside. Yes, Only Dead on the Inside, A Parent's Guide to Surviving the Zombie Apocalypse. By an odd coincidence, it's sitting right behind me here. I didn't plan that at all. Oh, very but interesting. It's, uh, <laughs> a shameless plug, you know. It's a... Uh, Basically, a, a funny guide for for how to get through the apocalypse if you're a parent, and it's it's good for non-parents too. Because I mean, nobody wants to see kids get eaten, even if they're not their kids. Well, maybe you don't. Yeah, disagree. <laughs> yeah. We you're, disagree you're with kids eaten, huh? <laughs> Vehemently disagree on this show. Uh, <laughs> James, James, your eyes match your shirt, and anyone who's not watching this on YouTube, you're missing out. Yeah, you got to check it out, guys. We've been putting these podcast episodes on YouTube, especially uh, the ones with our remote guests. Those mm. are really interesting to watch too, because yeah. you can see how the studio's set up and everything like that. Uh, but James, thank you for joining us. This is a long time coming, but we should get to the debate. We're going to talk a little bit more about James' book at the tail end of the show. We're also going to have a recap of last week's debate and then voicemail. But let's get on to the debate this week, which is, is net neutrality necessary? That is the big debate this week. Now, this is going to be a little bit different style of debate on the show than we're used to. It's usually me versus a guest. Well, this time, Rucka is opposed to net neutrality, and so is Kirk Wilcox. Yes. And James is for it, and so am I. So we're going to have a two-on-two debate for the first time ever on the best debate in the universe history. So this will be really interesting. Well, uh, intentionally tag team anyway. showdown. Yeah, it's a tag team Man, showdown. You bring in the uh, <laughs> <laughs> the final countdown from Europe. <laughs> See, I know music. Um, sure do. <laughs> but before we begin, let's hear everyone's buzzers. Now, these are buzzers that you will hear if somebody has to interject, if somebody wants to call someone else out. Rucka, let's hear yours. And Kirk, let's hear yours. Wrong. And here's James's. And here's mine. Now, if you hear any of these buzzers, that means somebody is chiming in to disagree with someone else, point out a factual inaccuracy or something of the sort. But let's get on to the debate. James, as our guest this week, I'm going to throw it to you first. What is your position on net neutrality? Is it necessary? 
I think it is necessary. I really do think it is. Um, it's one of those situations where, you know, I'm, I'm a capitalist. I'm all for businesses doing their thing and going out there, but, but they need to be kept in line sometimes. They're not always looking out for the consumer. And there have been instances in the past where before net neutrality was firmly established, where they they came in and did some not such nice things. And, the, and I think they're going to do them again. I mean, their big sales pitch in trying to sell this is we're not going to slow down certain traffic. We're not going to block it. This and that. We would never do those things. And if they'll never do those things, why are they fighting so hard so they can have the right to do those things? If they're never going to do them, it doesn't matter. Just let new, net neutrality stand. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to use it, but let's pass it just in case. Mm-hmm. Now, exactly. Kirk, now, Kirk, let's hear the other side of the debate. You are, and this is really interesting, Kirk and Rucka, because most people are in favor of net neutrality, most people that I know of. Yeah. And I want to hear the op- the opposition. Like, what is your opposition to this very sensible, very reasonable principle of net neutrality? Well, a few things I want to say first. This is the point that Rucka makes repeatedly on the show. The, ro- the proper role of government is to protect individual rights and property rights. Uh, I think the FCC has a role in establishing and protecting property rights over things like do- uh, domain names, airway frequencies, IP addresses, and they can define terms like slander and defamation and arbitrate those sorts of disputes. And But aside from that, I don't think that the, the, the government should get in the business of telling businesses and property owners how to run their business, how to control their property. Because if you believe that the government has the authority to tell a business owner or a property owner how to do their business, you essentially don't believe in private property rights, in which case you should just advocate for full-on nationalization of the internet if you want to be intellectually consistent. But a, f- a few things I notice about the whole net neutrality rhetoric is two two overarching themes. It's the hatred and disdain of the profit motive and making money, and it is a distrust of freedom, as James just mentioned. Uh, we can't we can't we can't have a free <laughs> market. James mentioned. No, no, yes, he, he no. said I'm a capitalist, but we <laughs> but... can't trust these corporations in a free market. So we need to set rules to keep them in line. Oh, yeah, so they they oh, want to wow. they want to be free. We can't trust them. Can oh. I get a word? in here yeah, okay, or is it just Maddox versus the world <laughs> okay well first and foremost just uh for the history buffs uh, in the room in in our listenership uh, observe that uh the humongous welfare state and regulated lobby system that we have in america our mixed economy our entirely overwhelmingly regulated economy all began with people saying i'm a capitalist but yeah, but 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 I would even go. I would I would take Kirk's point and go further. I would say the 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 way this is even being presented is problematic. The way that the question is, is, is it necessarily necessary? How about is it good? Um, How about is it right or wrong? Is it good? Well, that's an interesting question. So because this is something that we debated right before the debate actually started, right before we started recording, which is how to frame this debate. Yeah, is it necessary or is it good? And I made the argument that. We should phrase it as, is net neutrality necessary? Because just because something is good doesn't mean that we should have it. Exactly. that. Uh, not exactly you're right. You're exactly wrong. But the fact that you think in those terms <laughs> is why you and James wanted to call it, necess- call it, is it necessary? So then it becomes a pragmatic discussion of what's the most expedient thing to do. Because So morality is completely re- removed from the debate. Yeah. So, so this, this, this contrast between the moral and the practical is what's allowed um, statists like you to take over private property for the last 150 years. Let's hear the scarecrow. Uh, noise again as though what I did what I didn't say what what I said was not correct 
There we go. There it is. There that it is. is that sound means someone has made a straw man argument. I I predict. Now I'm not a fortune teller, but I predict mm-hmm. that we're going to hear that a lot during this uh, this debate. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. If only if only someone besides you had had access to it. <laughs> Ironically enough, the Wizard of Oz. There was a fa- a famous fan theory that it's a an allegory for the progressive movement, which is responsible for this mess in the first place. Okay. But. All right. Absolutely. So so oh. let's let's don't talk. Go, about- don't go back farther than uh, three years with Maddox. He gets confused. Okay. Let's talk about what Rucka said, which yeah. is we have the freedom until mm-hmm. someone says but, and then we add regulation, right? So, so our economy right now is essentially uh, a, 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 a hodgepodge, an amalgam of of free and regulated. Yeah, right? mostly economy. regulated, but yeah, mostly regulated. Mm-hmm. Um, James, can you uh, can you um, help me out with this? I'm not sure. I don't have my stats in front of me. What's the number one economy in the world? Pretty sure it's America. America, Pretty interesting. Sure. Huh? I haven't checked in a while, but I think huh. we're we're hmm. exponentially ahead of Wait. everyone else in the world. Funny how that works. Oh, it's America. That's interesting. Yeah. So America, the number one strongest by far economy in the world. James, do you happen to know? My, my mind's a little cloudy. Do you happen to know who is like the number five economy in the world? I, I don't. It's I, a, I have no idea who the number five oh, economy is. Oh, it just is. came to me. It's California. So, so not only not only is America the number one uh, economy in the world, mm-hmm. one of the states in in America is the number five economy in the world. So let's change everything because apparently what we have now is fucking bullshit. Oh we got to fucking oh well, let's take away all the regulations yeah. because apparently what we have doesn't work, right? By, by your logic, that more regulation equals more freedom, then North Korea would be the fucking uh, booming economy of our time. The reason we have such a so much innovation is the spirit of entrepreneurship that still lives in America <laughs> and the fact, yeah, funny stuff, I know. So so fucking coherent and with reality. By the way, um the the least regulated economy is the tech industry. Yes. That's the absolutely. least and that's the one that's booming. That's the reason California is booming and that's the reason America <sighs> is still leading the way. Yeah, we got, we got buzzers got flying every which direction. All right. Okay, Go I got to play this cuz this is the big one. Yeah. Okay, what? so you're saying that North Korea is super regulated, so we should go uh, be like North Korea. First of all, no one's saying I'm in, I'm in favor of just regulation as a means of economic development. I don't think that's no. the case because I can make just the same kind of bullshit, shitty mm-hmm. argument that you made and say, oh, hey, Rucka, you want no regulation? Go to Somalia. Go to Ethiopia. Like, uh, there, there's so those many are, economies. Those are anarchy. Uh, yes, they don't anarchists. have protection of property. They have no most. government at all. Those are, that's anarchy. Okay, and I'm glad you mentioned that, Kirk. Mm-hmm. We got to go back to something you said, which is the role of government. Proper which role you, of government. Which is what? To protect individual rights and property rights. To to protect individual rights and property rights. James, would you agree with that? It, yeah, I do. But that you can net neutrality protects that. Like, if you want to make a contract with Netflix, if you want to say, "I'm going to make this contract with this business that advertised me, and I made the free choice to deal with them," and then you have a a middleman, this internet service provider, that says, "You know what?" We have our own service. Comcast says you should be using Xfinity to stream, not Netflix. We're going to slow your service down. That's why you need net neutrality so they can respect your right to make business decisions well, and not let someone who has a monopoly over access to the Internet cut you off or limit Why, why would Comcast block access to Netflix? There's been instances already of cell phone providers slowing it down because it, it clogs down bandwidth. So they prior to prioritize other things. And in why Comcast, don't they have the right to this, do that? In this hypothetical Comcast scenario, let's say that they make a Netflix competitor. I mean, they already have streaming. Let's say they start putting original programming on there and they say, we don't want you to use Netflix. We want you to use our service. And they why could prioritize since one of those pays them more money? 
But okay, and so you think that they might do that because they would make a lot more money that way? Comcast would just block Netflix and push their own streaming platform and say, all right, Comcast customers, you have to buy our stuff and we're going to slow down Netflix because they'll make more money, presumably, correct? AT&T already did something like that. In 2013, they blocked FaceTime because they had some competitor or something they wanted to use. So they they just said, don't use this. You know, we have something else we use or we don't want you using that. I mean, there's precedent for this happening. Yeah. Well, well, well here's what I'm getting at here. So I I've heard this analogy a lot. John Oliver has been floating this around that, oh, if we leave these cor- these ISPs, these greedy corporate ISPs to their own devices, they're just going to look out for their own profit and they're going to maximize profit. Let's assume this is true. Let's assume that if we leave Comcast to their own devices, they're going to throttle Netflix and YouTube. They're going to push their own streaming apps because it's going to double, triple their profits. Anyone that's invested in Comcast, uh, Verizon, any ISP, they're going to be jet flying, limousine riding, kiss stealing, Wheeling and dealing because they're going to be living like kings because they are throttling Netflix and YouTube and they're making lots and lots and lots of money. Why don't they have the right to do that? I mean, there's nothing wrong with making wealth. You just have to you have to make it a fair playing field because it's, it, it would strangle innovation in and of itself. No one else would ever be able to make a better streaming player if they never could get it to you. Right. If there's right. some other startup who makes some new streaming service and they can never get it out the door because the only internet wires going to your house are through Comcast. They've just throttled it. They've cut it off. That, and the innovation stops there. That's a good point. Let's talk about innovation here because the argument I'm, I'm hearing, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kirk and, and Rucka, oh, we is, will. is that by allowing companies to throttle services for competitors, they can potentially make more money. And that money could lead to more innovation and could lead to a bigger, more thriving economy. Is that correct? Well, no. Uh, what, what you're hearing is that we're saying, first and foremost, liberty is a principle. And telling companies what they can and cannot do with their own property, with their own contract that people willingly enter into, is right off the bat, it's wrong. And it will only lead to more problems, and that very principle will someday bite you in the ass, and you, Mister Book Writer. That will that same principle will ultimately uh, come for your liberty in itself. Don't take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. But anyway, that's what we're saying first and foremost. But now, if we're having this discussion of. Um, you know, pragmatism. What's the most pragmatic thing? There's no, no, no doubt. innovation. Let's yeah, let's innovation. innovation. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, my my I, my whole point isn't predicated on innovation. The fact of the matter is, this is America. It was founded on the idea that you have a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If you're going to say that companies, private ISPs, cannot maximize their profits, you are saying that they cannot pursue their own happiness, and that's anti-American. Okay. Well, let let me ask you this, Kirk. Um, it might it may make somebody happy to sell drugs to kids. It may make somebody happy to sell alcohol to homeless people who are alcoholics. That it is, may make somebody fine. Well, well, selling, oh, yeah, selling, selling to homeless people, you think that should be illegal? If somebody has a problem and they are on the streets because of this problem, you think that you should just enable them and continue to give them alcohol? You do. We do. You're yeah. saying we should. You're you're proposing a law right now that does not is not on the books to make it illegal to sell alcohol to an alcoholic. Bring back the 18th Amendment. I don't know. I don't know what the solution there is. But let's say, uh, you know, that, that I may do. not, that but may as not far, be. You, you use the kids example. Kids are not kids. consenting adults. I do not think that they should be able yeah, to buy drugs. But it makes yeah. me happy. I, why, sh- why shouldn't I be able to sell kids well, dr- uh, drugs? Well, because you're infringing on their rights because you're violating their, uh, their consent because they cannot consent to purchase alcohol. But kids can go to the store and buy candy for themselves, can't they? 
Yeah. And is it is it good for kids just okay. to sustain themselves on candy, to subsist on candy entirely? I mean, candy doesn't have any short-term uh, disastrous effects like alcohol or drugs. Yeah. Well, what if uh, what if in the pursuit of my happiness, I just want to go out outside in my lawn yeah. and burn a bunch of leaves and tires? Is that cool? Are you okay with that, my neighbor? My neighbor, Kirk? Is if, that okay with you? If you have no immediate neighbors that'll be affected by the smoke, oh, they, they, you do have that right. You, you Wait have a, a second. Right to pre- hold on, hold on. You have a right to pursue. He thinks, he thinks yeah. he's about to pwn me. Let him, I got, I got, go. I got okay. this. I got yeah, this. Got this, guys. If, if I don't have any immediate neighbors, and what mm-hmm. if I do, Rucka? Because everybody does. Then you're you're tres- you're violating their property by blowing smoke through their window. But it's it's my happiness. I just so want to burn this tires. Is, this is where your rights and other people's rights uh, need to. You need to make sure Regulate. that what you're doing is not violating <laughs> someone else's rights. You can laugh at me, but what I'm saying is perfectly consistent. No, I'm agreeing with James. But what but what uh but what you're not grasping is you're you're taking that principle of where your your actions cannot violate someone else's rights and you're now saying that Comcast uh conducting business as they see fit, preventing someone else from entering the market because they uh, seemingly cannot compete with Comcast is a violation of that company's rights. Yes. And that is such a false equivalence and it's so not consistent with the principle of saying you can't blow smoke into to somebody's window. James, you buzzed? Yeah, I think one of the things, we've got a false equivalency here. We, we were kind of pretending that that these businesses are existing in a vacuum, that they they put this internet here and uh, just all on their own, but they use those same regulations to get it in here. I mean, they only get internet to my house because they have easements through the government that says you can go and dig this ditch through other people's property and bury this line. You have an agreement with the city to run these lines and put these things there. Without those regulations, without those agreements going through other people's property, they wouldn't exist in is that, is, that, com- is that done through eminent domain laws or is that done through a voluntary transaction where people agree, yeah, you can put this line under my property, but you have to pay me for it? When I bought my house, there was an easement on it built into it by the city that I didn't have any choice for that said this part of your land, we can run power lines through and water lines through and whatever else through. Well, it sounds like a violation you of your property rights. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah. that sounds terrible. That well, sounds yeah, terrible. We, by the way, me and, so Kirk and I are on record right now saying we don't agree with eminent domain we don't believe it's okay for a company or the government to violate your property and to pass lines through your property without consent uh, so the fact that these cable companies or the isps got to this point through special favors from the government is a big part of the problem that's something we'd like to eliminate rather than increase which is exactly what government involvement will lead to well let, but if you could run power lines if every single person along the way had to agree to run those power lines nobody would have power it you'd sounds have to get like 100 the, the, houses in a row to agree to it or you'd have some crazy zigzag pattern with six houses without power and then the other 94 with power. I mean, you right. have to, mm-hmm. at some level, be able to run power lines and water lines and everything else through and internet lines. It's it, all the same it idea. It sounds like the provider companies have a problem and I'm not going to let the government solve it for them by forcing anyone to do anything. So they'd better figure out a way to either uh, get people to agree to, to have it passed through their property or else they'll have to find a new way to not, provide people uh, with this service. Uh, not know. to mention, so I, I read a story this week. Verizon is currently rolling out a plan to uh, ha- install 5G hotspots in everyone's homes. They're already experimenting with yeah. this and they wow. want to get rid of fiber optic cables. This they just hates America. <laughs> no, it's they, just they just want to use wireless. No, so he hates private business. He wishes it was all nationalized well, already. It's not, it's not just Verizon. AT&T and They're Google are working assholes. on this too. That's such Bullshit! I'm he, gotta, he, look, we got to stop. We got to stop. Hold on, hold on. Okay. We got to go back to this this whole issue because we ha- we never got back to it. 
innovation, okay? Mm. And and competition and fair play and giving uh, the the principle of America. And mm. this is something you oh, believe in. Do you believe in this let's America? Hear it. Let's okay? hear it. The principle of Professor, America is that yeah. everybody should have an opportunity. Mm. Everybody should have an opportunity to make money. Everybody should happen to have an opportunity to start a business and be successful and live their life to their fullest extent in their pursuit of life, liberty, uh, no, and happiness. No, no. No, no, but not everybody should have that. How do you fucking disagree with that, Rucka? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't say, uh, you said everyone should have an opportunity as, yes. a, as saying someone should have an opportunity granted to them. And no, someone else no, should... no. It's by default our inalienable yes. rights. There you go. Our inalienable okay. rights right. are to be able to create a company if you want to. If you want and to. Cre- yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. create a company if you yeah. want to. Here's why, here's why the principle of net neutrality is good and necessary. Because in 2004, there's a company called Vonage. You guys know what Vonage is? I remember it. It was a voice over IP telephone service. Okay. <laughs> now, what is voice? What is audio that we're hearing right now? Like an MP3 file. When you guys download this podcast, when you watch it on YouTube, that's a file that you're processing, right? You're decoding data. And that data can include voice. It can include video. It can include pictures. It can include text. Whatever type you want, but it's all data. Back in the 90s, when people connected to the internet with modems, this is what it sounded like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Takes me back. The Maddox era. Now, now that, uh, that, uh, that sound at the end of that modem connection is kind of sounds like static, but that's the sound of data. So when we are transporting data back and forth to each other, those lines that we communicate on should be indifferent to the type of data that you're transferring. It, whether it's voice, whether it's video, whether it's sound, whether it's text, anything, it's all data. Now, what a company like Vonage came along and did, they said, well, let's innovate this. This is interesting because if we're just transferring data over the internet, why can't some of that data be voice? Well, an internet service provider in North Carolina had a problem with that. This is, uh, this is from The Daily Dot. It says, in 2004, Vonage customers who lived in rural sections of North Carolina started reporting something strange. The voice over IP service, which effectively turns a broadband connection into an inexpensive phone line, had suddenly stopped functioning. The problem wasn't limited to a few individuals. Every single customer of regional internet service provider Madison River Communications was facing similar issues. Why? Well, the company had imposed a system-wide block on all voice over IP services through a process called port blocking. In addition to broadband internet, Madison River also offered a landline telephone service to which voice over IP providers like Vonage are a direct competitor. So by blocking voice over IP from working on its network, Madison River was attempting to prevent the cannibalization of its own landline business. Do you think that's fair practices? Do you think that's competitive? I'm not saying it's fair or competitive. I don't think it's the government's responsibility to enforce fairness in the marketplace. It's just to protect individual rights and property rights. Oh, okay, if, cool. if, if, if Madison Fine. Communications uh, finds it in their best interest to block, vo- it's a, it might be a dick move, but they have every right to do so. Great, great. So Kirk Wilcox builds a donut shop, and it's my right to come over and just build a brick wall in front of your door? <laughs> Well, do you own the space outside of his? How, how well, about it's this? It's not the government's right, right to tell me what to do with it. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do with that wall? I'm just going to put up a fucking brick wall in front of your door so your customers can't get in. And by the way, you can't get out and you starve and die. Oh like, Matt, I have shit. a question. Because last week on the last episode, you, you mentioned that without net neutrality, that the internet would look like Facebook, correct? Yes. And I thought that was a fair analogy because for people who don't know, Facebook, if you want to get your content noticed, you have to pay to reach more eyeballs, which I have done. Also, Facebook reserves the right to kick people off its platform 
platform or stifle the boosting, which they've done with me, as have Twitter. So if you think that companies and corporations should not have the right to discriminate against certain forms of information or discriminate against certain players, why is it okay for Facebook and Twitter to do it, but not Comcast or Verizon or AT&T? No one said it's okay. Here's your error, Kirk. You're assuming that Maddox doesn't you're assuming that Maddox respects private property when it comes to Facebook. He actually wants the government to come in and force Facebook to provide you with a with a platform. I never said that. Oh, so you just play the scarecrow for both sides of that issue. Because, so, because so wait, do you think no. the government should regulate Facebook and Google and Twitter? Because conservatives are already using the same premise to advocate for that. Kurt Schlichter has, and so has Jeremy Carl, two cons- uh, prominent conservative writers, are already advocating to, adv- to regulate social media companies as public forums and as public utilities because a lot of conservatives, particularly PragerU, feel like that they're getting suppressed and silenced and discriminated against against uh, by these companies. Well, that's kind of an argument for regulating uh, yeah. uh, social media, right? <laughs> well, no, I, I don't want to. Re- I want. I don't want the government regulating social media or or enforcing fairness in the marketplace. I think that these private companies have every right to exercise their judgment in what's be- in the best interest of their company. I've made this point before. Yeah, James, I want to. I want to hear what you have to say too. Um, let me let me make this point, and then I'll get to James. When a company, when the the forums that you communicate on on the internet, say, become the majority, right, the the majority of all internet traffic becomes Facebook, then yes, it's time to regulate it as a utility. James, what do you want to say? I was going to say that, it, 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 that the whole thing about competition. So so Facebook does this. It limits you. It, it hides conservative messages. It does whatever. Well, you have the freedom to go and use a different service. If we don't have net neutrality, though, your Internet service provider could say, no, you don't. You can use Facebook where you're being regulated like this. But if there's a legitimate competitor to it, we could limit access to it. I mean, because we don't want you using that one. So if you really want free a free marketplace, if you really want competition, you have to open it up so everyone can at least get on the Internet and compete. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Other websites can launch at any time. They might not be popular right away, but like, if people really want a conservative source for news, they can they can patronize a website that provides that. It's not like what? No. What if, if what if the internet what service if provider? Says you yeah, can't. they're like it's like the Vonage example here. They're like, no, you can't go to that other website because we're going to block it. Sound- you really think that it's right. going to it's going to be a competitive, uh, a fair like a fair playing field if. Let's say Facebook comes along and they say, okay, we're so big now, the majority, like 70% of internet traffic is us. And they're going to put their thumb on the scale and say, nah, you know what? This competitor that you're creating, this better platform or whatever, we're going to slow down the traffic to it to the point where it becomes useless to try to even access the website. Do you think there's ever going to be another chance for anyone to take Facebook down? Sounds like a reason to switch ISP uh, companies. No, Facebook themselves. You can't. can't. Especially, look, you guys guys have the luxury of having lived the majority of your lives or, or a good chunk of it in Los Angeles and I do too where we have competition but in Utah in fact, I have two ISPs right now I have Spectrum at home and I have Verizon on my phone great good good example but in Utah in rural areas in Utah in North Carolina and South Carolina some of these smaller states across the uh, uh, America you don't have competition you only have one provider and if that one provider decides no you're it's not only thirty percent of the market, but I still don't think that's justification for regulation. That's like saying there's only one Starbucks in Boise, Idaho, and there's no other coffee shop. So the federal government gets to decide what's on the Starbucks menu. Well, let's let's talk about no, no, that's totally different because you don't need you you have there's a lot of places to eat. That's not a good good example. But I, I get coffee your point. Shops. What what if it is the only restaurant? 
if it's the only restaurant, there's never only one restaurant. Oh, wow. Suddenly, Mr. Capitalist here believes that new companies will spring up. No, it's totally different. This is a shitty analogy. Dude, the, internet's, the internet's much easier to start to launch a website or to... Uh, or, or to uh, okay, yeah. The internet's much it's, easier to innovate on than, 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 starting a, than creating a new restaurant. It is currently, but let's get back to the political thing. Because you talked about how Prager University wants some of these social media platforms yes. regulated like a utility, yes. right? Because public they're, forum, they're, public utility. Right, well, let me give you an example. This is also from the Daily Dot. It says, in 2007, abortion rights group NARAL, N-A-R-A-L, Pro-Choice America embarked on a fundraising campaign that took advantage of supporters' abilities to send monetary donations to the organization via text message. Well, Neural got the okay to conduct a campaign from every major cellular provider, save for one, Verizon. They denied the request, telling Neural that the company does not accept issue-oriented, say, abortion, war, etc. programs, only basic, general, politician-related programs for Mitt Romney, Hillary Clinton, etc. So they were putting their thumb on the scale to prevent political discourse on their networks. And what if everybody followed suit? What if everybody said, yeah, you know what, we're not gonna, well, there's certain types of speech that we want to oppress and suppress and not allow on our networks. Well, you would say, you know, the Ruckas and the Kirks of the world mm -hmm. would say, well, that's private property, you're allowed yeah. to do that. But at some point, that private property is becomes your way to communicate. Like nobody owns, should own these lines. Nobody should own the methods to communicate. Okay, so this whole equal uh, fairness of information uh, is applied to public access television. Do you know how public access television works in America? Basically, if you run a public access television station or network, you have to give everyone in the community an equal shot at programming. You're not allowed to discriminate against anyone, and you're not allowed to censor content either, barring smut and maybe hardcore hardcore pornography. And as a result of this, uh, public access television for decades has been a popular go-to forum and platform for neo-Nazis and white supremacists. And I think freedom of speech requires the right to refuse sanctioning of ideas and things you disagree with. And I find it interesting, Maddox, because you've said on your show numerous times that it's okay to punch a Nazi. Why isn't it okay to censor their websites or block access to their websites? Why you're asking me? Why isn't it okay to censor uh, access to their website? Not censor, yeah. but to refuse to provide them with yeah. their website with uh, like if uh, if if Comcast doesn't want uh, uh, an alt right website to have fast connection or to even be available on their service or Stormfront. You're, you're I believe okay, they've been you're okay with punching the alt right, but you're you're you don't think their website should be hidden by Comcast. This is a very nuanced uh, point that you guys are making, and that uh, that I want to make uh, in a response to. Um, it goes to the fundamental beliefs that these people have. If you think that it's valid speech to incite violence against a group of people, I do not. And I think that, uh, yeah, in certain instances, if they are espousing an ideology that will lead to uh, genocide, that will lead to the oppression and to the elimination of, of your human rights, then yeah, I don't really think that that's, uh, that's legitimate speech, and I don't think that's a legitimate idea. And it, these aren't people who want to have a debate. These are not people who want to uh, come out and have a, 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 a rational discussion in, in a political forum. They want to gain power and then, by force, remove people's rights in America. I don't think that's legitimate. I don't think that it has a place for it. If some company wants to give them a platform, fine. But if certain companies don't, if the majority of people don't, then I'm okay you with that as well. You just said their speech should not be allowed, and now you're saying if a company wants to provide them with a platform, you're fine with that. You which, can't, which is it? You can't control every individual company, and you shouldn't. 
I think one of the core principles of net neutrality is kind of the dumb tube where you don't you don't necessarily inspect what goes through it or what doesn't. All traffic is equal. So the garbage, you know, traffic like that goes through with legitimate political traffic, like for, you know, the Republican or Democratic candidate or whoever else, because nobody's in there and inspecting it and regulating it. And that's not to say you can't still get them off the off the Internet, because there are places that wouldn't be regulated like that. Like, for example, the hosting. So if you want to put a website up, that doesn't mean, you know, you're not actually hosted by Comcast. You're hosted by GoDaddy or whoever else if the host company wants to give you you know the server space to run this then that's on them and if you want to stop patronizing because of that you can and that's what happened with a lot of those alt-right websites it wasn't they didn't go after the 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 internet companies they went after the actual hosting services and the hosting services stopped uh made the decision to stop but but wait a minute i I thought there was supposed to be equality of information why can't why can't these why why don't these alt-right uh neo-nazis have a right to a platform if we have to to start their own servers if they want to build their own servers and do that they can but if godaddy wants to refuse service again the point is the part the part of it that's open isn't the servers you don't have to give them a server but the lines themselves are open it's kind of like on the telephone every telephone call is equal there's nobody there trying to figure out is this a nazi making a call or not it's just a phone call and it that, goes through that's it, a, the internet should work the same way that's a really really important uh point that james brought up which is surveillance okay inspection do you want anyone to inspect your data do you want someone to uh, open up your mail and see what type of data you're sending to someone else, what type of information you're sending to someone else. And then they decide based on their observation of your private information, how fast it gets to the receiver. Do you want people to do, is this the world you want to live in where people stop your car and your truck and inspect your packages and say, oh, this is produce. Okay. Well, we, we own this road. So we're going to charge a surplus for, for the type of data that, or the type of uh, product you're, you're delivering it, because that's essentially what net neutrality is doing. You're giving the, the, the rights to the internet service provider to inspect your data and determine based on what you're trying to communicate, how fast it should get to the receiver. Well, we, a lot of people don't want ISPs uh, knowing their uh, private data and everything and they choose to live off the grid and you have every right to do that great well why don't we just choose to live in caves we have freedom there you go problem solved everything's good (laughs) the the Um, fact is there are some kinds of infrastructure that are just too big for one person to do individually even if you want to be off the grid it's like it's like a power company you can't all build a power plant in your own backyard so people band together a city pays for a power plant or a private company comes in and they get an agreement this is everybody's going to help pay for this power plant over time and, and uh and that way they can make this big you know expense and do that it's a kind of the same thing with the internet not everyone can go and start up their own internet service provider i mean it has to be something big that everybody pays into and if we're all going to pay into it we're all going to agree that, that we're only going to have this if we all band together then there has to be some regulation that makes sure it's all going but to be no fair. one banded the, all the together is, and just created the internet it was private isps it was for private companies that started the commercialization of the internet and that's why why we have the internet that we know and love today and it's only going to get better because private companies have invested 1.6 trillion dollars over the last 20 years and it's just been getting better and better and now Verizon wants to take it 5G they want to skip over the, the the wires in the ground and they want to put 5G hotspots in your house and it's only going to get better and better he said commercialization of the internet yeah the commercialization of the internet okay yes. well let's talk about that because they've also stifled the commercialization of the internet specifically Comcast in Utah my internet service provider is X Mission I've yes. been with them forever they, like since 1995 I've private been with company. them forever yeah it's a private company they're great mm. they wanted to unroll a fiber optic uh, service called Utopia in Utah 
Well, they wanted to bring it to rural areas, especially because those were areas where the internet service speeds were were uh, very diminished, they're very slow. And guess who put their thumb on the scale and prevented them from doing so? Fucking Comcast. How did they prevent them? Because they lobbied and they they went to the city. They they make you know they're the big players in in Utah. So they lobbied. They went to the to to the city and they said, okay, well let's criminal. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, they so they prevented access. They prevented innovation. They prevented through, exmission through the government company. favors. Yes, that we that's what, that's what we're trying to get rid of. Okay, but without with, without those government regulations in place in the beginning. You're the, right. Now, two, one <laughs> breath ago, you were advocating against government favors. Now you're saying, but without the lobby system, without government uh, in, interfering in the economy, no one will have anything. They could you're, do that more. You're contradicting more. yourself. No, I'm not contradicting. They could do that more without any type of regulation. Okay, and that's listen, what they're trying to this do. This is what happens when you give, like I said at the beginning of this, it's the, it starts off with, in the 19th century, somebody said, hey, this free market thing is working but the, some of the companies at the top are starting to look like monopolies. But these two big companies are starting to cut deals. It's 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 antitrust. Let's legislate against that. You know, I believe in capitalism. But fast forward to today, and now everything's a lobby system. Everything's competing interest. Everything's my group versus you, my company versus your lobby, your union versus my. That everything's a government granted favor. That's why politics has become a fucking game of of uh, who's paying me more money, who who do I owe a favor instead of just a very simple system of what's yours is yours what's mine is mine and the government is here to prevent you from taking what's mine and to prevent me from shitting on what's yours oh and i want to add just to be hit the buzzer okay Sorry. At what point in history did this utopia exist where everyone got along? Every's pro- everybody's property was their own property. There were no government favor. There's there were there was no competing interest. I mean, this is this is human nature. This is competition. This is the free market, and there have to be rules in place to make it work, to make it competitive. Yeah, the rules I mean, should surely, be: don't infringe on my rights, and I won't infringe on yours. Yeah, we were I mean, never sure. we were never utopia. Go ahead. Yeah, you you agree to some regulations. I mean, you agree no. that people can't put poison in ice cream. Oh, when ice cream comes through and gives you, it makes you yeah. sick. You've got to have a law against that because companies misbehave. So there have to be kind of broad regulations that keep you in line and say these are the lanes where we're going to compete. We're not going to compete poison ice cream against non poison ice. We're gonna we're gonna put the ingredients on here. Nobody's gonna have poison on the ice cream, and that's how we're going to compete. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's yeah. a good pl- business plan. Kill your customers. But aside from that, yeah, if someone is knowingly poisoning people that will have short term health effects that will be damaging. Yeah, of course, they should be punished by the law. But I want to add something really quick. Wait, why, why should well, they? Yeah, go ahead. Let's. Let's just let's be very clear about this. That po- putting poison in food without telling your customers is a form of force. It's essentially the same as, as pulling the trigger on them. That is not the same as quote predatory practices of you know eliminate you know uh, eliminating competition this is literally lying to your customers putting uh, poison in your food that is the same as killing them that is the same as as pointing a gun at them and pulling the trigger and so i want to make something can't lie to customers no is, 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 correct we're saying fraud is a type yeah. of force and, <laughs> and to, to, to answer your question of um, when did this utopia exist? There was never a quite the utopia, but the uh, level of free market that was in America in the 19th century, especially the latter half uh, leading up to the 20th, was so much uh, more innovative than now. The, the, the rise in standard of living between, the, between 1800 and 1900 was astronomical. Just the birth, the mortality rate uh, enough would, would make you realize the benefits of a free market. Rucka, we are the number one economy in the world. Let me remind you, we are the number one economy in the world. The stock market has never never been higher in history. Uh, that's the it's, history of the planet. We have never had more wealth. We've never had more good. innovation. We've never had a stronger economy. Good. We are number one, and you want to change everything. Thanks yeah. to government regulation. Yeah. Well, anyway. it's there, and it's working. <laughs> Why change oh. what's working? 
answer to that question. Why change what's working? All right, I want to make something clear. So when, when, when we talk about these ISPs throttling content and blacking your access to apps and websites, no, I don't want my ISP doing that, and I'd be very pissed off and annoyed. Let me make that clear. But I do think it's their right to exercise their business as they see fit. And let's think of this through for a second. So Comcast, for example, has 25 million paid subscribers right now. I think they service an estimated 100 million Americans. 25 million paid subscribers. And let's 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 estimate that on the low end, they they pay at least $50 a month for internet service. Is that a fair estimate? Yeah, about. Yeah. Okay. Let's say Comcast pissed off just 1% of their customers to the point where they said, fuck this. We are canceling our accounts. We're going to a different ISP or we're just canceling our accounts because we don't like this anymore. Comcast would lose over $100 million a year in revenue. How is that good for business? Well, uh, Kirk, that's a great little uh, example you have set up there if there is an alternative ISP for them to switch to. James, what do you want to say? I was going to build on that point. So, okay, I, I do most of my business on the internet. If I don't have the internet, I can't get out to people. Nobody's going to hear me because I'm not a stand-up comedian. I do it all online. If Comcast does something that I hate, if I'm in a one-service you know, a one service provider area, no matter how horrible it is, if I stop using them, I go out of business. Right. And a lot of people are in that position oh. where they, they depend on it. It's become as important as electricity or water or anything else. And at the start, it wasn't. At the start, internet was just kind of a toy that people messed around with. But it's gotten to the point that you really cannot live your daily life or conduct business without internet. And yep. when it gets to that point, you've got to regulate it. Everyone so lived their daily lives perfectly 30 years ago without internet access. It's better now. And and if, if we do rely on the internet so much, I don't think we're in any position to be burning alive the companies that make that possible. It's not the companies no. that made it possible. Internet no? innovation came from universities and the government. The DARPA, the, uh, it, the internet was created for the Defense Department. But it was commercialized by private businesses. Well, it was, a, yeah, but uh, the, the the infrastructure, the ability to do all of these things came from the innovation of universities that were not, right? And you want to make the case that uh, the commercialization of the internet is is, uh, is what's dri- driven innovation. Yeah, fine. You can, you can make that case. But your personal freedoms, your personal freedoms end where you start to oppress mine. So it's, if Comcast, well, Comcast personal freedom, like, hey, yeah. well, let's come in, let's come in and, and uh, let's uh, increase the price and piss off 1% of our customers. Well, guess what? If we're in a one service area, tough shit. Sorry, James, you go out of business or you you, you have to uh, pay a higher fee. Listen, Sorry, if you, you really love these one, one provider service areas, if you really love these rural towns so much, you'd be advocating for a freer economy, for less regulation, for more chance for big business to go over there and, and build more infrastructure provide more options and it's big business is the only one who has that type of capital to invest in these but areas. they and, don't they don't why would they and, and and to add on to this why are there so many it's either because uh their local uh, isps are getting locally government granted monopolies or because there's not enough clientele to justify a profit motive they'd operate at a loss Okay, great. So, so I guess this one uh, little area is just fucked. Sorry, you have to pay whatever they they ask you. Look, even if it's true that nobody will go over there voluntarily because they don't think it's worth their time to provide them with with access to internet. Why should everyone's life revolve around people that choose to live in some little bumfuck USA? 
Oh, okay. So why should everyone's life revolve around people who are being oppressed? People whose oppressed? rights are being taken away. Yes. Oppressed? Yes. Their rights are being taken yes. away? If they you live w- in some shitty little racist town? Ooh. Ooh, checkmate, <laughs> motherfucker. I guarantee these people who's, who have no access to internet, who you're sticking up for, I guarantee the first place they go with that internet is some hateful white supremacist <laughs> website. So yeah, put that in your little pipe and smoke it, Mr. Utah. Okay. Yeah, how did they treat you over there in your one one provider service shitty. town? Shitty. Yeah. yeah. They called me, yeah you terrible things All sorts and we of don't we things. don't want them to have internet if they can't afford james it. what do you want to say i was going to say that it, a lot of times there's never a pro- uh, profit motive that makes sense a lot of a lot of the rural u.s got electricity through government programs because it was never going to make financial sense for a company to go in and run those lines yeah but james and why should we power, why should we develop you know, small rural areas why should we encourage the expansion of america yeah. and expansion of our po- why should and we you're do never going to have business there if you don't put electricity you're never going to have you know you're, and now you know it's uh, internet's like electricity these places you're never going to going to thrive and develop and so maybe this little town will become something that you do care then about oh, hold on hold on james then, so then, hold on, but quick wouldn't it make sense then for these big these big bad companies to uh help bring electricity to these future economies no I, i'm not saying the companies are bad but it just doesn't make sense for them on it like the, the the number of houses doesn't justify the cost of the line so they just right. don't yeah, do but it you yeah, said exactly. you said they, they wouldn't have electricity if the government never put electricity there and then they became places where industry can happen so i'm saying if yeah. i'm if i'm walmart or i'm google i'm some I'm Elon Musk and I want I see the potential I'm a visionary I see these small towns as a place where there can be industry down the future down in the future wouldn't I then want to invest some capital in bringing electricity over there and that's a really good point and businesses usually build where there's infrastructure I guess you guys probably don't see it because you're in LA but if you're out where there are small towns and a big company like Amazon or Honda or somebody's like we want to build a plant show us your infrastructure. And they look for a place with big power lines. They look for a pl- place with rail access. They look for a place with internet access. They look, they're not they're not coming in to build all that infrastructure because it's really expensive. They go in to look for a place that has that infrastructure in place put there by the government. And then these cities make their pitches and they give them, you know, these deals and they say, hey, we'll cut your taxes or do whatever. I mean, it's, they, they do all of this to encourage the businesses to come in. But the key component of that is the infrastructure. Right. Okay, James, I have a question because you said you're using yourself as a hypothetical and saying, if I live in a one ISP town and if they block my uh, traffic, I'm out of business. But you also said you're a stand-up comedian, correct? He's not. Oh, he's I'm not. not. Okay. I'm just an internet comedian. I'm, I'm not the real well, deal. Well, man. well if they started blocking your... Why wouldn't you just move to a place to, that does have more ISPs that could better it's suit not, your business? It's not business that easy. Needs. So I live yeah. in a place where I bought and paid off my house. I wait. I live in a school district where I have to send my kids to school. If I were to go someplace with a different internet service provider, I would have to pull my kids out of school. My wife might have to change jobs. I'd have to move houses into a different area. Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes that's a fact of life. Oh, because you can't get internet. Okay, I guess yes. we just have to fucking move. Because we pass uh, this That's how important what, what, the internet is. Hold it on, is. hold on. Why, why does America, the greatest country in the world, strongest economy, why do we have the highest immigration rate in the world? It's because America is the land of opportunity because p- these people live in areas where they, they can't get economic opportunity, they can't better their lives, so they are forced to move to a place where they can better their lives. Why can't that apply to Americans too? If you live in a shitty uh, rural area that, that you don't have any opportunities and your ISP is depriving you uh, of opportunity, I shouldn't say depriving you, but they're they're uh, limiting your your uh, opportunities. Why don't you move to a city that has more ISPs where you have more opportunities? Oh, sure, it's just that easy. Just pack up and move to a more expensive city. Even in spite of the fact that there might not be a job, it might be overpopulated, it might be polluted, it might not be convenient, it might not even be legal possibly you might have some kind of uh uh you know some, yeah some- no one owes you a certain standard of living you got to go out and earn yeah, it yeah why wouldn't it be legal to move somewhere 
Well, if you uh, if you can't cross state lines because of the type of business that you have, you, if you have a pot oh, business, for so, example, so government regulation of of business across state lines now is actually no, no. But I'm saying people. like, but but there's certain states. Let's say let's say James, okay, his entire life and career. Let's say it, it revolved around growing mangoes. Okay, you live someplace in South Florida and you're growing mangoes. Oh, sorry, sorry, James. Comcast is gonna fuck you over with your internet. Uh, I know. I why don't you just get up and move, James? Why don't you change your fucking career? Why don't you sell? Yeah. Plant, sell your whole fucking family out. Oh, sorry, that family business that you've been carrying on for generation to generation. Yeah. Sorry, oh, fuck wow. you, because you have no more internet. Your family history of growing mangoes means the whole world and, and people's rights should be compromised so that you can keep growing mangoes in a certain region. You are oppressing someone's right. That's you oppression. Are telling them, yes, you are telling that's them oppression. you cannot run your business yeah. and also have internet. That's sorry. why, that's why your, your ancestors f- fleed Armenia, because they were not being incentivized to grow mangoes in the in the town where their parents lived. No one flees Armenia, buddy. True. <laughs> Everyone's just on Everyone vacation. Plots. They always go. Yeah. You guys are all on vacation. The whole diaspora. They're just any day now, you guys will be going back. Not that I'm looking forward. No. Uh, I just want to say this, too. Let's look. Uh, you guys keep talking about companies, right? Mm-hmm. Most companies are in favor of net neutrality. Yeah, little guys like no, Amazon and no. Facebook. Google, Microsoft. Yeah, little guys. Yeah, Facebook. Did you catch the sarcasm? Okay, I'm sorry, yeah. So, so yeah. So, yeah, the, so the big companies. These are companies mm-hmm. that are in favor, and yes. not just not just them, but actual little guys, too. Mm-hmm. My, my internet service provider is a small internet service provider in Utah. They are in favor of net neutrality. Most companies... The people you guys are arguing for don't even want you to fucking argue Matt, for them. Wrong. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're arguing for principles, not for the particular companies. Go ahead. By the way, we're talking about lobbying and you know corporate bought politicians. What makes you think that uh, this isn't protectionist uh, legislation in favor of Facebook and Google and Twitter and all of these big corporations that are in favor of net neutrality? I don't think it's in favor of anyone, and that's the definition of the word neutral. It's not, if it's not in favor of anyone, then why advocate for it? Yeah. Because that's freedom. It should be neutral. No, it's not. Oh and God. by the way, and by the way, let's let, let's take a look at an example of a country that has net neutrality. Okay, um, this country, you know, is a little little country called South Korea. All right, they they've also this is from uh, Market Watch. South Korea has also been discussing standards for net neutrality. In 2011, the Korea Communications Committee which regulates the country's telecommunications, organized a net neutrality forum consisting of government, internet service providers, civil activists, and academia. And in 2012, they set up rules that prevent a telecom operator, like Korea's KT Corporation, from providing service without justifiable grounds, such as ensuring network security and stability. They passed net neutrality laws in South Korea. And guess who's the number one, the fastest internet speeds in the world, is South Korea. Followed by Norway, which also passed net neutrality. Followed by Sweden, which also passed net neutrality. Hong Kong, Switzerland, Finland, it goes on and on, and and dead last on this list is the United States. Yeah, and you attribute these fast speeds to net neutrality? Yeah. Yes. Because I've read we, a lot of- We about- have it, too. A lot of the most experts credit uh, South Korea's fast speeds with uh, vibrant competition between the, uh, the, the the private ISPs and because a lot of the people that uh, have Internet access live in high densely populated areas. It's an apples to oranges comparison, because as we said, America is a large company that's very spread out and very diverse culturally. And we have a lot of rural areas where it's not possible, not feasible to have a competitive market of ISPs, as well, we just uh, talked about 10 minutes ago. That's not a bad argument. That it's a it's a little bit different of an economy, but yes. then, then a lot of private at, investment too. Well, that's fine. Then let's look at some of the other examples: Norway, Sweden. In France, I was in a subway tunnel in France, and I had 
4G data speeds in 2003 on my fucking, or two, uh, 3G data speeds in 2003 in my fucking cell phone in a subway tunnel, and I can't even get a fucking connection in Beverly Hills. And it's because Verizon and AT&T have no compete zones. It's a little wink, yeah, wink, no nod, compete nod. zones. Yeah, well, they they kind of, it's illegal. <laughs> but Hopefully they wink government and they granted nod. monopolies, yeah. Yeah, they're, well, they're, they're corporate created monopolies, and they're created because they kind of, they don't want to compete with each other because it drives their costs uh, 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 down. They, excuse me. It drives their prices down and their costs up. They don't want more competition. James, it looked like you had something to say. The uh, I think competition in general does. And it's kind of weird when you argue against net neutrality to be in favor of competition and against net neutrality. Net neutrality is the ultimate competition. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna open the floor to everybody, then you finally compete. But I think more than anything, we're kind of extending out into hyperboles here. Like you, all regulations or no regulations. This right. is one very small regulation, and the harm from not having it could be very great. You could drive people out of business. You could force them to move. The cause from having it is is very minor. A business might not be able to make as much money as they would otherwise. We're not driving them out of business. We're not making them illegal. We're not saying they can't innovate. We're just saying treat the data equally. It's a very small concession that has very great benefits. As I said up front, if you don't believe in private, if, if you're if you think that the government has the authority to tell property owners and business owners how to operate, then you essentially don't believe in private property rights. And I think this notion that we should just turn a blind eye, we should uh, disregard the concept of property rights and the Declaration of Independence, just so that a bunch of entitled cucks don't have to pay an extra five dollars to watch the third season of Daredevil is absolutely outrageous. Yeah, and uh, there, you're the one introducing force into the equation. You're the one telling companies what they can't can and cannot do with their own you property can, the, you the, can the, own the, property the and still have people make laws and tell you what to do i mean i own my house i own it outright there's no mortgage or anything but even though i own it there are still laws that govern what i can do i don't know of any country in the world where you can do whatever you want with your land without anyone telling you or regulating what it is there's there's no place on earth that exists like well, that most, well most most of the earth is highly uh, unfree and a terrible place to be but yeah as far as laws concerning your property i would i would uh, get rid of all those laws, except for, uh, like I said, to the point to the the things you do on your property, which could affect other properties. But whatever you want to do with your own home, if you want to let it fall apart and and uh, t- uh, fall have your ceiling cave in, I mean, I think it's your house. You can do what you want. Rucka, you're a principled man. Yes. And this principle of yours that you strongly believe in, mm-hmm. um, you know, get rid of all the laws for his house. The those, laws. Yeah, oh, all yeah. the laws and regulations over his house, right? Depen- over your property. You would get rid of most of them. Mo- the ones that uh, that affect anyone other than himself, I would keep. Uh, okay. Yeah. To, okay. To to what end? To what the to the end that uh, without property rights, no other rights can exist. And no, no, that's a philosophy. To what end? Mm-hmm. Are you looking to increase the economy? Are you looking to make uh, people's lives better? To what end? I would like every. It. I would like my. I would like liberty in my own life because I understand that the only way for me to live on earth is to be free to free to think free to produce free to trade and if i start to oppress james by telling him what he may do with his own property then i don't believe in the principle of property and then i cannot stop that same principle from biting me in well, the ass but again we're going to we're circling around this you keep telling me your See, philosophy you but think, what you to think, what end think, what is going to be better what is going to be better it's by the removing only this, way to live on earth it's the only no, way that's to not exist. true that's not true there's there's different countries with with varying degrees of freedom canada has different freedom rights than we do and the uk does and france does and germany does poland does all these different countries have different varying degrees of freedom and their quality of living is not terrible the just only because thing they don't have that the same... allows them to have survived this 
long is remnants of an earlier time when property rights were somewhat respected and they are moving on a path towards totalitarianism in some form and this has happened in other countries. You can say it's all voodoo talk, but this has happened. This is why principles do matter. This is why Kirk and I, we need to stick up for big business. In some cases, big businesses that have pissed us off royally. I need to stick up for YouTube, a, a, a website that has deleted my shit a million times. When that blowhard Dennis Prager sues them, I need to then stick up for YouTube, even though I don't exactly like YouTube, yeah. because principles matter. You still yeah. think in terms of floating abstractions, so you think everything's just concrete. So, that's why you wanted to debate, is net neutrality necessary? Because I want to debate, is net neutrality good or is it bad? You say, well, who cares if it's good or bad? It might be bad, but still necessary. See, that's where you're confused. <laughs> no? What Actually, no? Uh, you guys are sticking up for, for, for big companies, for these companies that don't even want you to stick exactly. up for Exactly. That's how principled I am. <laughs> that's how they don't agree with your they, principles, those companies, those companies don't have the right to give... Everyone else's rights away along with their own. They're not. It's, it's like saying, it's like say, somebody once told me, uh, as a musician, they told me, hey man, other musicians, they think all music should be free. I said, good, they can give it away. They don't have a right to mine. Right. But, but since James brought up his house as an example, say you wanted an Airbnb, you want to rent out a room in your house uh, to make some money. What if, does the government have the right to come in and tell you, no, you can't use your discretion. You have to let in everyone equally. You can't monitor who you're going to let stay at your house and who you're not going to let stay at your house. And also, you have to set the, a certain one of the price point where everyone make can to live in it. a society. I mean, you have to you make you make concessions. If we're going to live together peaceably, we have to lay down rules to get along. Let's agree to whether or not we're going to let people come in and out of our homes. Is you know, is this something we want here? Is this something we don't want here? So you you that's what laws are. That's what government is. You you elect people who represent your interests. They go in and you make an agreement for the community because once you live in a, a high density area, what you do affects everybody. There really are no more decisions that affect just you when you have neighbors and every side of you james 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 Um, if if your neighbors band together and they all vote that that anyone may enter anyone's home should that affect your home like can then someone walk in your home because everyone else agree to it so you say we agree that people should not be able to enter our homes no i think we agree that property rights exist at least we still seem to agree with that at least in at least rhetorically and that's so it's the principle of property that keeps people from coming into your home it's not that we all just kind of agree to it it's it's the uh it's the principle mm. the, the, of the law this is such a nickelodeon argument it's yeah. a, it's so simplistic but, uh, oh we should all i mean look on paper it's a fucking fortune cookie it's a bumper sticker what you're saying you repeat over and over again it sounds so great we should all have freedoms Whoa! and property rights but here's the problem with this fucking principle and let's use james's house as an example yeah let's say james wants to run an airbnb and he advertises it as a great place to mm party and smoke and do drugs and alcohol and prostitute and then and then his neighbors start complaining saying hey james you're bringing a lot of people through our neighborhood that we don't like and then some of them are kind of lingering and bringing trash into the neighborhood and bringing uh, people we don't like and people who are dangerous and a threat to our society should they should they then just say well it's his property you can do whatever the fuck you want those people or, should be prosecuted for littering and uh, destroying the neighborhood okay f- uh, well who's gonna enforce that the, the some government? regulation that someone passed right <laughs> the police well, yeah. what, well the, okay listen if my, again, my point was does James have the right to tell people no? You're not allowed to stay in my house if he has an Airbnb. No, no, no. Give me. Let's let's talk about this example because James, James, do you, do you agree that that's a good example? I think it's a good example. For the record, my house is a great place for drugs and all of those. James, this is this is actually pretty funny. Visit. Before we before we started recording, James is like. 
I don't know if you guys can hear this. Uh, my my pig in the background. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so that, a pig. I, I, I have thought, a house full of pigs and kids. Don't uh, don't come do drugs here, please. I, don't. I thought James had had a pig like in another room. He goes, oh, it's right here, and he just picks it up. And he's just holding his pig. Which, by the way, before the stream ends, James, maybe we'll uh, have you bring it in so we can show the YouTube crowd. And, uh, James, I'm oh, sure. I am a hundred percent sure that there are many many people that would like to uh, take that pig away from you because they yeah. don't feel. So I'm and I'm and what I'm telling you yeah. is I believe in the principle that allows you to have this this creature that you love and your family loves and that's and so when I, when I yeah, when I bought this pig I looked at the rules and regulations and there were some places I could live and communities that wanted pigs and there were some communities that didn't well, and yeah. I made sure that I lived in a community that approved of pigs that everyone around me agreed to this set of rules and then I bought the pig because it was within the rules well that's that's a great example let's talk about pigs and pets mm. and animals um you know. It's relatively innocuous if you mm. want to own a pig, a horse, a, a chicken, whatever. What if you want to own a tiger or a lion? And your neighbors are like, I don't know if I feel comfortable with you owning a tiger next a door. Danger. But yeah, because it poses a danger. And by yeah. the way, so do any pets because they could carry disease. Now, there's a certain level of compromise that we as a society have. It's not absolute property rights. You're not allowed to own a tiger or a lion in a rural neighborhood, even if it's your property. And even if you think that this principle, uh, as okay. good as it looks on a bumper sticker, it should be should be upheld. You shouldn't be allowed to, to own property that could potentially injure Is owning your a tiger as dangerous as throttling my Netflix? I, I mean, I don't know. What's your yeah. point? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, clearly, Comcast is a bigger danger to society than uh, owning a tiger, from from what I've heard here today. But also, before you pull us into this rabbit hole of, you know, how does my action affect my neighbor? Look, the question of how your actions may affect your neighbor is an important one. And to a certain degree, I need to defer to legal scholars to help sort out these what seem like semi-arbitrary lines of where your actions affect your neighbors. And in some cases... Uh, Homeowners Association may factor in that you may involve being in more government. Homeowners Association is not government. It that's, is government. It's, that's it's, homeowners. It's small. Yeah. Well, what are home? What's the government? Just people. It's a right? voluntary contract <laughs> you enter with your neighbors. Yeah, but it's it's still government. Whether you, an, the, the, the the device in which you enter voluntary involuntary is irrelevant. It's still just government. It's not. It's a. It's a, in a contract you're in, you're in, engaged in. You yeah. entered into. All go government is a social contract. That's, yeah, all, that's it all it is. is. You yes, can leave but government it's a, it's if a you contract. want. Go live in the fucking hills somewhere. Oh my god! Can I finish my point? <laughs> can I finish? Yes, finish okay. Your point. Before you try to blur the line between economic decision uh, decisions and governments forcing you to do shit you don't want to do, the line between the the line of where your actions affect your neighbors is an important one and can be a very difficult one to answer. But but we. But can we agree that there is a line between your property and your neighbor's property? That's all I'm saying is that you have your property, your neighbor has his property, and where your actions may affect your neighbor is a some topic worth investigating. But what you're doing here today is saying, fuck property if it prevents somebody from accessing internet at the speed that they want to. Fuck property if big, 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 big companies acquire big, 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 big amounts of property and what they choose to do prevents, oppresses somebody that doesn't feel like moving. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, and no, no, it doesn't feel like it's wrong. It's, it can't, can't move for a number of reasons. That That's we, their uh, problem. An important point I want to make, because there's a lot of fear-mongering. Oh, if we let, let the market free uh, Comcast and Amazon and Verizon, they're, they're just going to screw over the customers. Let's uh, keep in mind that the FCC has a long history of corruption and sticking its nose where it does not belong. It once fined Univision uh, millions of dollars for not providing enough children's and educational programming. Is that something that's fair? No, it's not. 
And and look, just because the FCC and and by the way, you're not wrong. The government does have a history of corruption. Many governments oh, yeah. do. And so do corporations. And that's the problem. I mean, I can give you example after example. AT&T, uh, James kind of touched on this earlier, but in 2012, AT&T decided to try to throttle Apple's FaceTime product on its networks because they had their own competing service that they wanted to roll out. It's such a thuggish kind of a mentality to say that just because you are a corporation and that we, that we have property rights that it should be absolute to the point where you put up a brick wall in front of your storefront so people can your customers can't even get in I to buy your product. Say, I would say that brick wall can be you can sue somebody for preventing uh, customers from entering your business. Oh, wait, really? You sue? Yeah. What law are you violating? <laughs> Sounds like a regulation um, to me. If you're imposing on the, their doorway. What are you going to say, James? Um, I would like to see a, a, a an absolutist property state kind of like Rucka wants. I mean, imagine that you have an acre of property and you have absolute rights and nobody can tell you what to do with it. And you're surrounded by other acres of property that other individual owners own that they have absolute rights to that property. And you raise some crops and you want to sell it. But you want it, but to sell it, you have to pass through their property. And since they have absolute right to their property, they say no. Yeah. You can't leave yeah. your property. I Great mean, example. Is that a situation we're going to end up in if you have absolute right? Or should right. you have an easement that says we can pass through each other's Good property point. for commerce? Because what if somebody comes along and buys a donut around your fucking property? <laughs> oh, sorry. Tough shit, fuckface. You can't ever leave your property. I own this land around you. You're in an island of you. Enjoy your absolute property rights, dipshit. You're going to starve to death. <laughs> <laughs> Great. You got anything, Kurt? <laughs> <laughs> well, this well. is a FaceTime app. Why not have this donut around your house? Yeah. This, yeah. A, someone buys all the areas surrounding your house and yeah. you can't leave. I don't. I would probably try to buy some of the land from them. No, yeah, but they're, they're, they're not, it, they're not selling it unless Maddox's big government forces them to sell, which is exactly what he'd be advocating for. Yeah, but yeah. In, this, in this, you want to talk about Looney Tunes. You want to talk about yeah. fucking living in the clouds. So in this in this world where you have a house and someone manages to acquire all of the property surrounding your home. <laughs> yeah. Um well guess what would you do in that? Like can you could, does that negate property rights? Like is that by that argument is that an argument against having absolute property rights? I'm, I'm, drawing, I'm drawing it's, a blank, to be honest. Yeah, rights. I mean, yeah. same here. I, that's not really something I thought. I, I guess uh, that's something you just have to do. That's a bridge you have to uh, you cross know, when you come to What I would do in it. that case is I would, um, like, as loudly as I could, point out what was happening, and hopefully <laughs> some kind-hearted person would bring a helicopter over. <laughs> Sorry, you don't have internet in this world because of net neutrality, and you don't have any property. You don't have any uh, power lines going to your property. You can't. And by the way, this property, this donut shape, is twenty five miles long, and you can't. You can't. Long. You can yell all day long, and no one can hear you. And your dipshit made up a uh, bu bumper sticker land of okay. absolute property. I, I don't think. I don't think a free market would ever bring about that well. type of system. And if it ever did, I think it would also have a lot of very wealthy people who would. Notice this happening and look and see and buy bigger donuts and see and buy bigger donuts to show them how it feels. Yeah. And ultimately, this person would become a fucking meme and a hero, and ev all the women would want to sleep with him because he's famous. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Is this really the world you live in? That 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 in in a if you the more freedom you give people, the more they're gonna buy donuts around people's house. Yeah, because the, people with absolute freedom never abuse it. You know, you brought up South Korea, and like, is that your criteria? You really want to bring up the one country? Where that borders the other country, where if you look at them at night, we've all seen this bird's eye view at night, where one one part of Korea is lit up and and really nice at night, the other is pitch black. Wow. Um. And and is is that is no. is that no? 
No, that's ridiculous. And also, that's that's due to our interference with the Korean War and a lot of oh, different yeah. factors. We, we forced them to be communists. We forced Kim Jong-un, whatever uh, the first guy was. No, but our interference to, in the Korean oppress. War. Like, the, that parallel oh that they God. drew, that they this created guy, North he, and South he, Korea is arbitrary. Th- th- it's amazing. Nobody in North Korea is responsible for actual oppression that they're committing, but our Comcast is oppressing people it won't provide with fast I, internet. Okay. But, guys, look, the only type of property that I'm in favor of, absolutely, is a fresh meal from oh, HelloFresh. Yeah. <laughs> guys, on that we agree. <laughs> on that we all agree. Guys, today's episode is brought to us by HelloFresh. Madcast Media has teamed up with HelloFresh, and they are offering everyone in our audience $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code MADCAST30. That's MADCAST30. Guys, I love HelloFresh. It's super convenient. James, I don't know how far away you are from your city center. But you have a family to feed. And, I do. And HelloFresh has a lot of convenient options. They have family plans. They have different plans for vegetarians, for meat eaters, anything you want. You can choose a delivery day that works best for you. And you can pause it if you're going to travel. That's super convenient. That's something I was thinking about. Because a lot of our listeners travel. They're uh, very business oriented. They may go on trips and things like that. So you don't have to cancel your service. You can just put it on pause. And it resumes when you tell them that uh, that you're going to be back. They deliver it right to your door. Everything comes pre-measured and labeled in meal kits that you can make. And most meals are made in under 30 minutes. The average meal costs under $10. And, and these are fantastic meals, Rucka. Remember, you came over and I cooked uh, yeah. several of the meals for you. Yeah. <laughs> $30 off your first order? Yeah, $30 off your first order. Damn. Uh, one, one of the meals that's, uh, this, is, this is one of my favorites. Now, when you go to a store and you look at their, you know, sometimes they'll have like a deli and they'll have that really good looking skirt steak, that really thinly sliced mm. steak. Uh, it's delicious on a sandwich. It's really good stuff. But it seems kind of intimidating to make. Well, they have this this meal. It's a pan-seared steak with roasted butternut squash and green beans, and it is fantastic. In under 30 minutes, and you feel like a real chef making this stuff. Mm-hmm. By the way, searing steak takes four minutes on each side. I don't know why people think it's a big to-do. It's like it's four minutes on each side for a medium rare, and then you slice it up at little angles. You get that really nice like skirt steak look to it, and then you uh, while that's going on, you throw your, your butternut squash in the oven. 30 minutes later, you got a fresh meal. And guys, with HelloFresh, it gives you the confidence to try meals you would never try cooking yourself. It's a really good way to expand your cooking vocabulary and expand your repertoire and uh, and the types of foods that you would eat. Like a lot of people have never really tried couscous or uh, za'atar. It's a kind of a Mediterranean thing, mm. and they, they use some of these ingredients in, in HelloFresh. And you don't have to. You don't have to if you don't want to. They have a lot of different options. It's great, guys. Madcast30 is the code. $30 off your first week of delivery. Thank you. Hello Fresh. I'll add that uh, cooking is a very essential life skill that I think everyone should learn to develop because it will better your life. So what better way to get started than with HelloFresh? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rucka, do you have a wrap-up for us? Yeah. Um, guys, if you're ever not sure uh, what what side of an argument you're on, just, just keep in mind Maddox has the incorrect opinion on everything. Whatever side of an issue he's on, you need to be on the opposite, and history will reward you for it. It's a rucker wrap-up. Well, I'll agree with that. By the way, anyone out there around the world that feels entitled to come on this show and give your opinion, Maddox doesn't believe in his own property rights, so come on. Wrong. Down. Wrong. That's, that's bullshit. <laughs> no? uh, I, yeah, I've always said, if Rucka's... we're going to violate some rights even this much, why not start with yours, Maddox? Great. Well, people do all the fucking time. I, oh, I, sorry I, to hear that. Yeah, I'm, I'm always I'm the on... one on your side. Yeah. I, well, apparently, Then that means you're wrong by your own fucking definition, shithead. You just said that anyone who agrees with me is wrong. That makes you wrong. <laughs> no, I'm right. You're the one that doesn't support your own property. Bullshit. Uh, Guys, we should get to... 
a wrap up of the debate from last week. Yeah. So we had we had the two debates. Mm -hmm. uh, James, you're gonna you're gonna like these results. One of them was net neutrality. So let's yeah, debate that now. What do you think, Kirby? <laughs> wrong. No. We're gonna. We're well, he stumped me with that donut analogy, so I'm just yeah. gonna disregard property. I really like that that came up. That's so good. Uh. Um, so last week we asked, what is the best worst movie of all time? And we had two juggernauts going up against each other. One was called Fateful Findings. James, I don't know if you're into shitty movies, but this is. I, it's just like shitty movie masterpiece. Fateful Findings <laughs> and The Room. Have you seen either of those movies? I did not, but I listened to your podcast and they sound amazing. Yeah, they are amazing. Well, it was neck and neck. But the best worst movie of all time with 51% of the vote was Fateful Findings. Yeah. Wow. Adam, Adam from Your Movie Sucks won that debate. And then the other question we had, we had a mini debate about net neutrality. So this may be foreshadowing on how the uh, voting will go this episode. But... We asked our audience, should we keep net neutrality? And with 90% of the vote, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shocking. You said not 90? 90%. Only 90? Yeah, 90%. Are you serious? Yeah. Hold on. 10% of people are not, maybe they don't understand it. Those other 10%, they're confused. Yes, on net neutrality. No, on net neutrality. 100% of them probably agree with you on this. Yeah, I, well, okay. 90% you know of the people disagreed with Galileo, too. So More than that, yeah. Well, look, take take the ten percent and run with it because I think that with the voting, no. the voting next week will look very different. I, I it'll never, be like one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I I I never allow myself to be too optimistic. I I, I think that ninety is is inflated. I think uh, the the ten percent who voted on my side of that issue were confused. They 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 meant to say the opposite. I don't know. You'd be surprised. I'm actually glad. I'm so glad that you came in, uh, Kirk, to debate this and you, Rucka, because it's I don't hear that side of the debate very often, and I really wanted to have an authentic debate about this topic because a lot of people are confused on as to. Who would oppose it and for why? For, well, for what reasons? And typically when people do argue on our side of the debate, they, they try to do it on practical grounds. They try to explain to you why abolishing net neutrality is in your interest. But what we're actually saying is it's the right thing to do before we even get to the practical element. Yeah, yeah no, we get it. We has been on the practical uh, economic. He argues on the economical grounds. He doesn't yeah. 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 And that, and As that's a former why executive at Verizon. And that's why you always win. That's why your side is winning, Maddox. That's why everyone's on your side. That's why we're always moving in the direction of bigger government regulation and involvement is because people are always making the practical argument and never the ethical one. Mm. Yeah. I don't know about that. Um, that, that I love that. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm. Can I get that as a ringtone? Mm. Can I get that on my soundboard here? Mm. Every time you say something that's foreign to me, that I, I, I that, that's that's way outside my scope of intelligence, I'll just hit the. Mm. Then that, that's all we'd be hearing every episode, Rucka. <laughs> yeah. True. All right. Let's get to some voicemail. Yeah. What if I build a donut around your house? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, we'd build a donut around your microphone. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Let's get to some voicemail. Yeah. Uh, here's one. This one's about you, Rucka. This is, a, this is oh. someone defending you. Listen to this. For once. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say, you know, I don't know what the deal is with all the voicemail Rucka hate. I don't know why everyone's saying fuck you to Rucka. He seems like a reasonable, nice guy. You know, yeah, he's got, like, a funny voice. Like, it's a little weird, but, you know, oh, he checks out in my book. I mean, he's no Maddox, but no. he's he's there. <laughs> do something to a Nazi. I don't care what you do. Do something. 
There you go. You got a defender. Nice. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice message. Right. Um, not not too snarky. Um, and here's here. I don't play too many of these, but I got so many positive voicemails this week. I, it was hard to bring in. Just the, I usually bring in voicemails of people shitting voicemail. on me. Oh, they're positive towards you. No, no, positive towards us and the show. Oh. Like oh. people really like it. So I'm gonna play one of these. Here's a here's a really nice voicemail. Hey Maddox, um, just want to let you know that I kind of had a bad day today, and your podcast uh, really made me laugh. And it was one of the best ones. The last week was one of the best ones that you've had. Rucka, good work. Maddox, keep it up. Yeah, thank you Why very much. Why can everyone be like that? Very positive. Yeah. Um, here's one more. This one's this one's guys. Someone has uh, something to say about uh, your your theory on regulation, Rucka. Listen, to this one. Oh boy. You know what country doesn't regulate anything? Somalia. Somalia. So why don't you go to Somalia, Rucka? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Somalia boy here says, fuck me. <laughs> Listen. Oh, boy. You always bring up countries without a government to say, oh, there's, there's your libertarian paradise. Yeah. There's your free market. It's not a free market. A market requires property. And the purpose of government, in my opinion, is to protect your property and well, your person. Yeah. So, yeah, you understand the differentiation here. Somalia is anarchy. It's essentially gang rule. It's essentially what we're moving towards if people, good people like me and Kirk, don't stand up to uh, fucking status and pirates okay, like wrong, you. wrong. Fucking bullshit. I don't know if you agree with me or not. Wouldn't you rather lived in a mixed economy than anarchy? Yeah. yeah Rucka... Buddy, I love you, and mm. you oh. are, but you are a feminist. And <laughs> I like this. Wow, that's low. <laughs> you mean because I advocate for for the rights no, of every individual, including you, women? No, in some because ca in most cases, no, because you argue the exact same way that feminists do, which is okay. A feminist now would I'm come curious. along. Yeah, this is really this okay. is a, follow me here, right? Okay, this I is am. The, the analogy. Yeah, let's do it. A feminist says, mm -hmm. if you're not a feminist, then you're a piece of shit because Ooh. feminism is the principle that men should be equal to women, mm -hmm. and when you say that to somebody that is an unimpeachable principle i think that most people would agree with that that men and women should be equal right we are all on board with that and where it becomes a problem is when they try to extrapolate that principle into other things in which they their theories on how this equality is being unequal or oppressed is when they start saying well what about mansplaining what about uh, man spreading what about uh, this and what about that and what about catcalling and all these other things and then it becomes it, it becomes this thing that has all this baggage carried mm. along with it now the the principle now yes. here's how yes. it's similar to, fe mm -hmm. to, to feminism mm -hmm. this principle that, of, of absolute property rights everyone should have property rights and personal and the government's role should be to protect your property and your freedom right exactly yeah. well some people would argue that it is protecting our property and freedom to have the government regulate abortions and say that you can't and it should be the government's role to protect our property rights by by regulating marijuana because they think that people who smoke might cause a problem and blah 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 and that's where this this uh, principle and this ideology falls apart it's just like feminism in that when you really just become an absolutist for this one dogma there are problems that arise from it, and that's where I think that uh, you know you really need to have a nuance. I'm not sure where you were going with abortion and marijuana, but that's not the important part right now. I like the fact that you bring up the way feminists um, they 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 apply the term oppression to describe manspreading and mansplaining and and even fart rape. I, I heard about <laughs> these, these these feminists. They 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 take the word oppression and they 
strip it of any meaning by applying it to places where it doesn't apply, just as you have done today by saying that if the government won't make it, won't force companies to provide you with internet in a place where you grow your mangoes, then you have now, uh, you are you are now a Somalian. But by the way, <laughs> my, my, my problem, I'll, I'll, I'll hand you the mic in a second. I'll give you the floor. But my last point is my problem with the uh, radical feminists and SJWs and whoever, wh- whatever radical, whatever people I disagree with is that I disagree with their fundamental principles. I disagree with their philosophical premises. Not It's not that I'm upset with them for being consistent with them. If, if there's one thing to admire about the crazy feminists, it's their consistency. What there's, what's not admirable about them is their dishonesty at square one. It's the things that they hold to be true that don't hold up. Yes, Kurt. Well, I think when it comes to marijuana and the war on drugs or pro any sort of drug prohibition, I think it goes back to what I said at the beginning. It's a distrust of freedom. People that justify the war on drugs because they think without a war on drugs or any regulation of drugs or prohibition of drugs or alcohol, that everyone will just get high and do drugs and get addicted and society will fall apart. Well, uh, Kirk, that's that's a that's it's a, a very, very pessimistic cynical, view. Yeah, it's a very cynical view of of uh, how how these people view freedoms. I, I do believe that people who are opposed to abortion and drugs and these sort of things, like they, they genuinely believe that it is, it, it could potentially inhibit their freedom and their property rights. And that's why they think that the government's role should be to regulate those things because it's just, it's the extrapolation in, and interpretation, an absolute interpretation of this principle that leads to problems potentially. Well, with abortion, and I, I'm not saying I agree with this premise, but it makes sense. If you think abortion is murder, then yeah, a proper function of government is to protect the baby from murder. I disagree with that premise entirely, but it makes sense if you well, accept it. Well, there you go. And that that's why we have these disagreements arise. Here's a caller who has yeah. a very eloquent point of view about net neutrality. Listen to this. Oh, boy. Hey, Maddox. I was just thinking about, like, net neutrality. The big question on my mind is, like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he went on a little bit and went uh, said something nonsensical. A very big Twitter user, a very big person that used to follow me, unfollowed me on Twitter this week, and I have a feeling it's because I tweeted things that were repealing net neutrality. That's my theory. Anti-net neutrality. Yeah, um, thank you. You see, <laughs> you're the wordsmith. <laughs> well... Maybe after this week's debate, you'll you'll change your mind. I don't know. We'll see how the debate. We'll how the voting goes. I'll listen back. I'll listen back. We'll see if it sways me. Uh, Please now, call in and uh, give us your opinion on net neutrality and uh, whether or not you yeah. disagree with me and Rucka. Well, I'm sure we'll get plenty of voicemail. James, do you do you play video games at all? Yeah, yeah, I play Xbox. Yeah. Okay. Have you played the game Last of Us? Because I know that zombies is a theme in your book. Uh, I have not played The Last of Us. No. Okay. Oh well, you're not missing out on anything. It's garbage. So I had a caller. <laughs> I said I said as much a couple weeks ago. I had a caller call in to disagree with me. Listen to this. Okay, The Last of Us is a dope ass game, and it's got a dope ass story. And they're not just zombies. They're infected by cordyceps, which are a parasitic fungus that is real just fucking google it like they don't affect humans in real life but in the video game there's a new strain of cordyceps that can affect humans just look it up google cordyceps and look at it if uh it's like ants and other plants and shit and spiders it's really it's really crazy it fucking like takes over the host and makes them do fucked up shit you know to spread the uh yeah yeah okay we get it look look the point is Mm -hmm. last of us isn't original. That story that story came from Resident Evil 4, and I know it's based in nature. Resident Evil 4 that came out years before already did that storyline. 
Last of Us isn't even original in its basic premise. Nothing about Last of Us is clever, original, or edgy. The one thing that Last of Us could have potentially innovated on, and they did for a a hot second, is your lead character, the player that you're playing with, like uh, three quarters through the game, dies. Well, so you think. And then you, you start playing as your secondary character, which I thought was really interesting. I would have loved to continue playing the game with the Ellen Page character. That would have been really interesting. But Last of Us... Decided at the very end. Oh no, the guy lives, and then you go back to playing as it's a garbage. It's a garbage game, James. You're not missing out on anything. You know why you okay, suck I at zombie games? That. You save me hours of my life. You're welcome. <laughs> why? What, what's that, Kirk? You know why you suck at zombie games? Why? Because you haven't read James's book on how to survive yes. a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. But but James, let's talk a little bit about your book. So can, yes. can, yeah, what was the what was the driving force of it? Like, why did you decide to write this book? I wanted to write about something that parents are good at. What parents are good at is being afraid. <laughs> you get you know we're, we're kind of always in this crisis mode you're trying to protect your kids from threats that aren't necessarily real because we we have this fear inside of us we evolved in caveman time we've we're adapted to like you know be afraid of you know giant bears and saber-toothed tigers now we live in a world where the the biggest threat is a recalled car seat so i wanted to see how how kind of panicked overprotective parents would do if we put them back in a world where we're, we're not at the top of the food chain where there where there are real threats where your fears are justified and i think I think parents are going to do amazing. I think we're going to do better than everybody else in the zombie apocalypse mm. because we're we're already dead inside. We're already been, we've already been broken down. And you can't break us down anymore. And we're gonna we're gonna be great. Now, how many kids do you have? I have four kids, four daughters, four kids. Holy, and a and a pig, just one pig, just one pig. I'd like more. I talk to the wife about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, she sounds like a pretty cool wife that you have any pigs. So <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so James, uh, your book only only dead on the inside. It's available on Amazon. Is it? Uh, it's it's in Barnes and Noble. Is that correct? Yeah, it's a, it's in bookstores everywhere, Barnes and Noble in Canada. It's at Indigo and uh, Chapters. And uh, just remember, when you're making your purchase decisions, I'm the guy who argued for net neutrality. So remember <laughs> that if you're looking for a book. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. And and uh, it looks like, did you make the artwork yourself in the book? Yes, I made the artwork. Wow. <laughs> yeah, now, so, I will take the blame. So long but it's, to- it's, I wanted the cover to reflect what was inside, just the stick figures, the blank faces. It's very representative of what parents are. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it applies to really any apocalypse. It's something, I mean, it speaks to, it's It's almost like uh, the, the zombie survival guide. Uh, you know, the, who, who wrote that? The... Um- I actually don't know. Uh, Max zo- Brook. Max Brook. That's right. The zombie survival guide. But it's it's written from like a family perspective, which is a yes. lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. every, every other survival got out there. It's like, what would you do if you get in trouble? Uh, you, you know, basically the zombie apocalypse scenario for parents. That That's what this book is. So because uh, there wasn't anything else out like there out there like that. I wanted to do what what do you do if you're dragging four kids through the apocalypse? And, that, and I think I think it comes through. If you buy this book, you'll survive. Nobody who's bought it has died in a zombie attack. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fact. Nice. <laughs> just check out. Well, we will link to it on our website. We know you got to go. Thank you for joining us on this debate. Uh, Thank you. But let's get to some quick news headlines. Yeah, headlines. All right. This is, uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but a lobster was found with a Pepsi logo tattoo, and it fuels controversy over ocean litter. You guys hear about this? No. It's garbage. Uh, (laughs) This is, it's one of those stories. You got to get a Coca-Cola tattoo. Now, it was, well, it it looks kind of weird. I saw the lobster claw. I have a black and white printout. You're not going to really see it Mm -hmm. here, though. I'll post it on YouTube. But uh, they found a lobster uh, this this I guess a lobster catcher or whatever, mm-hmm. and on its claw looks like a, a pixelated Pepsi tattoo, almost like a like it's part of the claw. Uh, this is from the Guardian. It says concerns over debris littering the world's oceans are back in the spotlight after a Canadian fishing crew found a lobster with a blue and red Pepsi logo imprinted on its claw. 
Trapped in the waters off Grand Man in New Brunswick, the lobster had been loaded onto a crate to have its claws banded when Carissa Lindstrand came across it. Lindstrand, who drinks as many as 12 cans of Pepsi a day, quickly spotted the resemblance. Mm. Wow. Talk about the right person to catch that lobster. Yeah. You know what would uh, help cut down on littering in the ocean is if we privatized the ocean. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this right. is like uh, environmentalist porn. Like a pristine, yeah. a pristine al- uh, animal, whatever, uh, swimming up with uh, with uh, n- the, the biggest company on Earth's logo uh, tattooed on it. See what you're doing to the environment with, yeah. your, with your greedy company practices. Oh, we're going to see, we're gonna, I guarantee we're going to see this fucking lobster claw for years. And they're going to use it as a rallying cry for all sorts of new regulations that they're going to pass. One in particular was that uh, picture of, I think it was an otter or something, or a seagull with, uh, with one of those like six can... You know the six soda, pack, yeah. The, yeah, the six pack rings, the soda rings, and they they just bandy about that picture. Uh, oh, we got this poor tortoise that got its head stuck in. Hey guys, sometimes that's just nature telling you that this one's not meant to survive. Don't put your fucking head mm. in a soda can ring. You see those like dogs and foxes and stuff. Sometimes they get their heads stuck in a box. Hey, that's just not a, a very smart one. You know what's interesting? Maddox treats animals like people. <laughs> And he treats people like animals. <laughs> like he expects animals to stay out of trouble and to and to maneuver around problems and to solve yeah. them and to yeah. be smart. But when it comes to people, he doesn't think people have the coherence to take care of themselves. He needs the government to do it for them. Do you think that's why he hates whales so much? Because they're the smartest animal? Yes. I don't know. Why don't you fucking ask me? Because I'm right here in the room, <laughs> shithead. Oh, hey, man. <laughs> yeah. Why do you hate animals? Why do you hate whales so much? We read the fucking book. Yeah, yeah whales. Dude, that, available that on Amazon. Fair. That is fair. <laughs> Uh, let's get to another headline. This is the last one I have. Uh, this We got some shitty news. An Amazon driver was caught on camera pooping in a man's driveway. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> More shitty news. Amazon driver, you said? Yeah, it's an Amazon driver. What's an Amazon driver? Like a delivery person for Amazon. Uh, the owner of a South Sacramento home was left with more than what he ordered when his package arrived Tuesday afternoon. Mm. Nemi, I never, I've, never, hold on, I've never seen an Amazon truck. They've got like their own delivery. Drive. Yeah, I thought yeah. They just go like U- UPS Express or something. I no. thought they had like their own uh, a version. Of, like they they outsourced it to some company. I didn't know it was Amazon though. It's a it's a mix. Sometimes they do. They have their own trucks. Sometimes they have DHL, uh, FedEx, UPS, whatever. I I know. I think it's just UPS and and uh, DHLs. The only types of deliveries I've gotten from Amazon. But they also have their own trucks. And this was a delivery to Nami Batista. He got home around 3 p.m. to find a large piece of poop at the end of the driveway. Mm. He figured it was from a neighbor's dog, so he checked his home security cameras, hoping to make whoever owned the dog come over and clean up the mess. And I have a clip from this news story. This is this. New this morning, a homeowner gets a gross kind of package left behind by a delivery driver in Sacramento, and it's caught on camera. The Amazon driver is in that U-Haul van there, stops to poop in the street right in front of homes in broad daylight. The female driver then oh. runs back into the van and then takes off. Uh, Amazon released a statement about this incident and gave the homeowner a gift card. The driver was fired. I would think so. <laughs> mm. Well, you could have let him off with a warning. Come on, Amazon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. People got to use the restroom. Yeah. People got to shit. Yeah. Well, anyway, you guys, those are the headlines. Thanks again to James. Yeah, I miss him. Thank you to Raka Raka Ali, the Maharaja of moderation. Maharaja. Thank you to Kirk Wilcox, debater. But most of all, you're welcome. Do you think some companies purposely over uh, make new characters overpowered uh, or maybe 
err on the side of overpowering for the sake that if they're underpowered or known to be underpowered, no one's going to play them. Hmm. But if they're overpowered, more people are likely to at least try them. They even at, even after the uh, patch and, the, and you know the balancing. Uh, people, you know, will still buy it. You know, it's like the introductory price of, you know, some McNuggets or something. <laughs> Interesting theory. So what he's talking about is sometimes new uh, video games will unleash a new character or something like that. And to start, they'll make him overpowered. His theory is that that may be just to get you in the door, get you to try the new character, and then they'll nerf it down the line. Mm. Uh, here's here's one more. I, I talked a little while well, a couple episodes ago about how I wanted to poop in someone's hands, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's calling it about that. Call Amazon. Maddox wants to poop in someone else's hands for a change. <laughs> so so what do you, what do you want them to get go do with that poop? Do you want them to say go fuck themselves? Or <laughs> I think we may have stumbled upon something new with Maddox this week. It, it may have some sort of repressed sexual fantasy involving poop. Anyway, fuck horses. Yeah, okay, fuck horses, but mm-hmm. no, there's no poop thing. Look, can't you... This is a thing I get criticized of often. I like to pee on things. I like mm. to poop on things. Like, I've never done it, but no. it, it, the idea of pooping on someone would be hilarious. Like a partner in the bedroom? No. <laughs> Everybody's mind goes to sex. Why always sex? Can, whatever happened... It's like, boobs aren't always sexual. Children breastfeed from them. Similarly, poop isn't always sexual. <laughs> Not always sexual, <laughs> just most of the time. <laughs> Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs>